Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Back to a Celtic state of mind. I am Paul John Dykes. I am currently on my lonesome, but I will be joined in about 15 minutes or so, maybe a wee bit earlier, by the usual Wednesday lineup of John Hughes and Patrick McGill. We are all obviously watching the game. We're going to have a wee watch along for the last 15 minutes or so. Um, Celtic just uh, made a, a raft of substitutions, which um, can work two ways. Does it give us a wee bit more impetus near the end of this game? The guys were obviously tired. They're playing in really hot conditions there. And I know that they've had their Portuguese at summer camp, the warm weather camp that they call it. Um, but yeah, we're still trying to get to grips with the fitness and um, Yokohama uh, F Marinos are, are way ahead in that particular area. Um, but it has been a very entertaining game. I think the frustration has been the fact that uh, we've got uh, an issue really at the back, haven't we? We've had an issue at the back and that has been what's caused us... Uh, Four goals conceded, unfortunately, today, and we could go through them, and we will once the rest of the troops join me. But um, the reason we're going at 12.30 is because we always go at 12.30. That's what time we go at. So we weren't going to change that, and we will use this also as our post-match as well as the normal bulletin. What are the talking points so far? I think uh, the performances in the first half, um, obviously, Maeda through the middle, and at halftime, Jared, myself, and Jerry were talking about the fact that... Um, We've been talking around what we need in the squad, what we need to strengthen it. And part of that has been our third striker. And then Maeda comes in and shows us exactly what he can do through the middle. Um, I then asked the question, why didn't we deploy him through the middle more often? I know that Kyogo um, has been in tremendous form. And, you know, last season, he didn't have the kind of injury woes that he had the season before. So where are the opportunities? Uh, but when you see his performance in that first half, he was outstanding in the first half. And, um, you know, that is given us an option that Liam Carrigan, to be fair to him, has been telling us about for, for long enough. It looks as though there might be a, a water break at the moment. Um, what are your thoughts What's your thoughts so far as Celtic Trail 4-3? Let's get your thoughts coming in. Like um, myself, you are all watching this uh, on Celtic TV or any other stream that you're able to get your eyes on. Um, we can see on the bench there some of the first-half performers, some good, some bad, and some indifferent, I've got to say. Uh, when you look at the mistakes that we, we, we have made for the four goals, Joe Hart, it's an individual error. You've got Greg Taylor, um, you know, his positioning's wrong. You've got to see his positioning is wrong. The boy has ghosted him behind him. Um, you've got Carol Starfelt, uh, unfortunately, again, 
um, in the second half as well. Starfield slow to come out, and uh, the midfielders runner. Uh, run wasn't tracked from our own midfield. So uh, a couple of things wrong there. Maybe that was a tiredness playing its part because straight after that fourth goal has gone in, Brendan Rodgers has made the changes, the raft of changes that um, we will see uh, for, from the likes of Kyogo up top. Stephen Welsh has replaced um, you know, Kobayashi at the back. Unfortunately, it looks as though Kobayashi's got an injury the way he landed. Um, big O, Big O's on now. We've got Ben Summers on the park as well. So it'll be interesting from that perspective to see how they perform. I think the first half was all about looking at how Brendan shaped up. You know, we've seen the lineup and some of the questions around where's Awata playing, uh, where's Haksabanovic playing. And I think that uh, both those two players had mixed fortunes, I would say, in the first 65 minutes of this game before Haksabanovic came off. I thought Awata um, played pretty well, actually, at right back. Um, and, you know, we're going to say he's playing out of position. It's certainly not his favoured position. But as I was uh, saying at the beginning of the game with Big Yogi, you know, he did play there a number of times over in Japan for this very side, in actual fact. So, you know, he did look comfortable. I did think he looked comfortable. Uh, my big concern was when it gets to the point where we're on the offensive and he's on the overlap. But, um, you know, after the first attack, I think that he he looked pretty comfortable. He started linking play up really well. Uh, there was some inter interchanging between himself and um, the midfield as well. You, you could see him coming in more inverted um, as we were used to last season, not necessarily him individually. But yeah, the performance of Haksabanovic and Awata, I thought Awata had done really well. Haksabanovic, again, was pretty quiet. Um, we've yet to see the best of him. We keep saying it. There needs to come a point where we see it from Haksabanovic. I'm not convinced he's a winger. Um, you know, Will we be playing with a number 10? Will we have the luxury of playing with a number 10? Uh, Brendan Rodgers like to play with a 10. Last time round, it was Tommy Rogic uh, to great effect and obviously continued that when he was at Leicester, um, just watching the game as we were breaking away and the ref seems to play advantage, but is getting pulled back now, hopefully for a free kick. And uh, yeah, 4-3, I don't think Celtic are out of this game yet. You know, it's been a high-scoring game. Um, we're going to look at the goals as being soft. You know, we're looking at, you know, from a Celtic perspective, soft goals to lose. But some of our uh, passages of play uh, you know, in the attack have been phenomenal. A lot of that has come through the orchestration of Hatati, who has just reminded us how important he is um, in the Celtic side. You know, since the big contracts have gone out to the likes of Maeda, Kyogo, McGregor, we've been asking on the podcast over the last week or so, um, who's next? Because we want to see that kind of thing happening. I would guess with Carter Vickers, um, with, with O'Reilly, with Hatati, maybe even Abada. These are the players that is, are going to garner interest from some of the bigger leagues all around Europe and we want to make sure that we can protect our asset and actually not just protect our asset, keep them at the club. I don't want to protect my assets so I get a bigger fee now. I think we are in a situation where we need to keep all the top players. We've already lost one in Jota um, and I think Abada today has come through uh, out of rather the shadow of Jota, and he's performed really well today, has Lila Bada. Um, sometimes I think we take him for granted because of the age of him. You know, he came in, he hit the ground running, he scored that first goal against Michelin in the qualifier when Ange first took over. Um, and his uh, goals and assist rate in both his first and second season have been brilliant. You know, his figures do tally up, but he's not really been a first pick last season. So I think with the departure of Jota, there's an opportunity opened up there for Lila Bada to really come into his own. And I think from the first half performance, it looks as though he is up for that challenge and to that challenge. His performance was excellent. So I'm trying to keep an eye on the game as well as bringing up your comments. So apologies that I've not brought up any yet, just as um, our opponents are on the attack. Um, and thankfully it's gone high and Segrist is able to come out and collect the ball. Let's start with the goalie then. Joe Hart um, has been the subject of quite a bit of discussion, not just during this preseason, but last season as well. And we were asking the question, well, do we need a new goalkeeper? I think that undoubtedly we do, in any case. We've lost two goalies. And I think that we need to bring in another one um, to challenge Joe Hart. Uh, the suggestion by Jared was that we could bring someone in who would basically um, learn under him 
uh, for a season, which I can totally understand with the experience that Joe Hart has, both internationally and on, on a Champions League stage, not just with Celtic, but with Man City as well. Um, and yeah, you know, a young player coming in could learn a hell of a lot from Joe Hart. But I just think that there was another wee reminder there in the first half that um, when you want everything to be tight at the back, you want to lock that door, there are some people that you think to yourself, it's a heart-and-mouth moment, uh, pardon the pun, it really is, and often the player that causes that is Joe Hart himself. And he'd done it again. Yeah, he made a couple of good saves. I think it was interesting that there was only one change at half-time, and that one change was to get Segrist on the park. I remember when we signed him, he was definitely that that player in Scottish football, you know, outside of Celtic and Rangers, there's always a player or two who you think is the best player in the league outside of um, us two. And he was that player. You think if you would have signed a player, you'd have brought in Segrist. Um, and I think the plan last season was that he would be playing the League Cup games, played the first two, then got injured. Um, and when he was fit, because I think he was fit from... Uh, January time, he didn't actually play because he had other personal issues and, um, you know, he never played another League Cup game either. So two games in his first season. And I think that, you know, the time is now, is he going to be part of the squad? You put him in for games like this, you give him half the game and you really test him. And Brennan Rodgers will have an idea in his mind what type of goalkeeper he he's going to have at Celtic. First time round, you'll remember, he inherited Craig Gordon. He had his own idea um, about who should be playing in goals and it was uh, Doris de Vries that came in, didn't work out. So I think that um, just the Celtic lineup to take a free kick, in actual fact, it looks like it's O who won the free kick, who fancies taking it himself. He likes the whole, um, you know, the Ronaldo thing when he lines up to take it and all this. And here he is. And it would be brilliant to see if he could actually dink that. And I found it interesting that... Um, Nakamura was getting interviewed during the week, obviously because he was uh, part of the kind of media, um, you know, the, the media coverage of this particular game and Celtic being in Japan to play a couple of games. And he was talking about, you know, the fact that he regrets it's only the free kicks he's remembered for, you know, the two free kicks that he scores against Manchester United. Phenomenal. Um, and there's always these doubts by some, maybe not by him, but by some that um, that was... Uh, it didn't prove that he was Champions League level. It was just the two free kicks. I don't know if you agree or disagree with that. I think uh, Nakamura was uh, a quite phenomenal player, quite a unique player at the time for Celtic. Um, and obviously, out with Champions League level, we've done some fantastic things on a domestic stage as well. Do you agree with that? Do you think that's uh, something that... Uh, certainly not something I had considered, and it's maybe something that um, he had read himself in the media, that uh, he wasn't, you know, maybe renowned for taking a Champions League game by the scruff of the neck and, and winning it and being a game changer. How else could you be a game changer than scoring those three kicks, one at home and one away, both against Manchester United? Unbelievable technique. I don't think I've seen technique like it, actually, from a, a Celtic player in my lifetime. You know, someone that could take a free kick quite like uh, Nakamura could. And you, could, you also saw that against Kilmarnock. Um, and then uh, in terms of technique and open play, that goal against Rangers is one that I, I could watch time and time again. Uh, Gary Caldwell, I'm sure, claims that that was a pass, not just a, a mishit uh, clearance that landed at the feet of Nakamura. Um, so here we are, We're, we've got uh, 12 minutes to go in this game. How do you think it's gone? Are you concerned at the first half performance uh, of the defence or, or do we put it down to the fact that it was an unfamiliar lineup? You know, you've got Greg Taylor and Joe Hart with, with Carol Starfield. There's all your experience in terms of Celtic experience. Uh, we've introduced Awata playing right back and Kobayashi, who had a bit of a tough time of it last season at the end of the campaign. So can we put it down to that? They're unfamiliar. Mistakes will be made. Um, but what it has done is it's uh, resulted in uh, an injury, I don't know how serious that is for Kobayashi yet, an injury to Kobayashi in the introduction of Stephen Welsh to um, the action. And Stephen Welsh is actually one of the 10 players that I named in my blog that uh, I published last night, axom.net, get it checked out, um, check it on a daily basis. There's new content going up there regularly now. And Stephen Welsh is one of those players that as much as I've championed him since he came into the team, um, I think it probably is time for him to move on. Um, a big part of that will be, you know, whether or not Brendan Rodgers is impressed with Kobayashi um, in these games. And obviously this has given Stephen Welsh a, an opportunity, perhaps, because there has been interest. There's been interest from Hellas Verona, 
there's been interest from Toulouse and Udinese in the past. He's a player that's um, obviously appearing on the radars of these big clubs who might want to take him elsewhere. And I think that at this stage of his career, um, whether or not he's one of the players who have had that word in his ear from Brendan, and Brendan's spoken about that, there are players in the squad that he's told you're not part of my plans and uh, we will move you on. Then you know this is maybe an opportunity for him either to to play his football elsewhere. He might look at some of his countrymen like Lewis Ferguson, Josh Doig, Aaron Hickey, um, and uh, others who have gone over to Italy. Uh, and I know that obviously Hickey has then come back to to Brentford in the EPL. But it just shows you that there are a lot of talented young Scottish players. Liam Henderson was maybe one of the uh, kind of groundbreakers in that. Is that a penalty for Celtic? O has gone down. I would like to have another look at that. It was a great move, actually, down the right-hand side. James Forrest picked it up. And uh, it was a good ball by Forrest. He plays O in. And O was bundled to the deck. I would like to see that in slow motion. What do you make of that Celtic strip? I have gone on and on and on about it. I've berated it. I've berated the designers for it. Um, and I'm not going back. I'm not backtracking. But what I will say is it doesn't look as bad on, if you know what I mean, in action, on the player when you're watching the games. Uh, my eyesight's dreadful anyway, so uh, when I'm obviously watching it from the stands, it'll probably just be a blur of green and white, and it wouldn't matter what the hoops look like at that stage. But when I see it close up, I'm still not a fan. I'm not going to labour that as uh, Celtic are in possession. Nine minutes on the clock, can we pull this back to four each? I would like to do that. It's a friendly game, and I don't like to uh, get beat when it comes to Celtic in any match, um, at any level, be that the men's team, the women's team, a friendly game, a Champions League qualifier, or whatever, not a whole lot. And uh, I will be jumping back and forward. I don't want to miss any of the action, which is why I've not brought up any of your comments yet. But keep them coming in. I'm going to be posing a few questions. You answer them for me, and I'll bring up as many of those answers as I possibly can, probably when John and Paddy joins me um, after this game and uh, the invites are out to the boys. Uh, they're enjoying the game and they will join me ASAP just probably before the full-time whistle in actual fact. So there we go. And um, Celtic, for me, have shown enough that, um, you know, we are still an attacking force. Of course, where that doesn't change overnight. But we've looked a wee bit shady at the back and um, I think it's something that we were already aware of We've got injuries to Cameron, Carter Vickers, Talisa Johnson, uh, Anthony Ralston, and now to Kobayashi, although we don't know how serious that's going to be uh, for Kobayashi. Uh, hopefully not under the circumstances. A lot of the players that we are linked to uh, have been more offensive players, but I definitely think we need to strengthen at the back. Um, how's Burnaby played in the preseason? Well, it's hard to tell, isn't it? Because we never got the, the two Portham and Hens games. We only got the unique angle goals, uh, footage from Celtic TV, which I love, by the way. I think the unique angle is brilliant. It's such a simple concept, which works really well. You look forward to seeing it. And I think Burnaby was part of at least one of the goals where um, you know there was a, a, a ball played with the outside of the boot, which opened up the defence and it created a bit of space for us. Um, and I think that he looked, he looked okay in that passage of play, but obviously he's coming on now for probably 20 to 25 minutes of this game. I'm not convinced defensively in Burnaby yet. I've seen a wee bit. I've seen flashes of him going forward, uh, but I'm not sure yet if he is the answer. Now, the boys are going to join me. Oh, I'm sorry about that. Everybody's seen the big screen version of PJD. John, Paddy, sorry the invite came out late. I was uh, juggling a wee bit there, and I've been talking for 15 minutes. Are you going to help me out? <laughs> I'm keeping an eye on the game. I'm trying to keep an eye on the game. Welcome to the yeah. show, John Hughes and Patrick McGill. Patrick, fresh from a couple of weeks away um, because he's entitled to his holidays. Of course he is. And Big John uh, joined me for the pre-match as well. Um, John, well, how's Patrick, it going? Bringing, can I just say, Patrick, bringing his normal luck to this situation uh, yeah. as we lose a fifth goal. Yeah, thanks, oh, Patrick. Thanks, Paddy. Great to see you. Cheers, Paddy. I wish it was as simple as that, John. I'm a bit concerned at the lacklustre nature of all five goals, to be honest. They've been very, very soft goals, haven't they? With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. 
It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Unbelievable. Like, Yokohama did nothing for them. Like, so, no, I actually missed the, the fourth one because I was I was trying to get in on here. And um, I missed the fourth, but I got a couple of messages. I take it Starfelt got sent off and something. <laughs> I, I got a couple of messages suggesting uh, the Starfield may share origins with Kermit the Frog. Uh, so I uh, and we're better uh, down to ten men. Well, you know uh, the so. thing, the thing with the big fella that I was saying at the beginning of the game, John was he's the boy. Along with you know, he had to be a leader. That's what we're saying at the beginning of the game. He needs to be a leader. Yeah. Joe Hart needs to be a leader. Greg Taylor's got all the experience, and you've got. Two guys who have got, you know, they've got plenty of experience, but not within that Celtic defence, they don't. Kobayashi's not played a lot of games. And the games that he did play, you know, he was berated. He was dropped. He was unceremoniously yeah. dropped. And he didn't make the Scottish Cup final. You've got a water playing it right back. So you're looking at these guys to be strong and to be leaders. I, by the way, I know it's a friendly. I'm not going to go in studs up or anything, Patrick. But it is disappointing uh, to see that the experienced guys are the ones that have been making the mistakes today. Yeah, it's it's quite strange because you know Starfield he, he wins he's a you know as as our defensive partnership goes he he's the one that wins the headers he's in the air quite a bit um, he's a lot older than Carter Vickers I think he's twenty eight or twenty nine very physical player but I think it was Gary Neville that spoke a few years ago about Man City you need a sort of big brother and Carter Vickers is definitely the big brother Virgil Van Dijk was a big brother a denier yeah. and I think Carter Vickers needs that. Uh, sorry, Starfield needs a guy like Carter Vickers beside him, um, because you know when he's on his own, you know the the defence struggles. Oh. You know, Starfield, Welsh and uh, Welsh and Kobayashi just aren't at the level, and then Starfield struggles when he's not got that big brother beside him. So, it, they really the defence really does come down quite a few notches when Carter Vickers is out of the team, and it's disappointing. But I, I think that's just how Starfield is. I can't see that changing because he's been with us for two years, professional footballer for ten, so. Um, I think it's just something we're going to have to learn to deal with. He's at that age, isn't he? He's in a, a different category of player than someone from a different position. But Hatati, I was talking about his development and his progression year on year. You've seen it. It's been pretty obvious how he's improved, you know, from that, that fella who was at the press conference uh, in the January with the other two Japanese signings at the time um, and what he has gone on to become as a player who will be on the radar of Many, many big clubs all over Europe and, and beyond, John. I will not be surprised if, if we get big money bids for him. I hope we're able to withstand them because Hatate, even today, and I know it's a bounce game, but Hatate has been different level today. Hatate was tremendous. Um, and as you say, different level. Um, his vision's just unbelievable. Um, and that goal, whose goal was it? The, the 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 beautiful one, I think it was Maeda's second, third. He uh, wins the ball in midfield. Um, brilliantly holds off his man, turns, gives it to McGregor. McGregor to Abada. And then Abada to uh, Maeda. Uh, but uh, he's got strength. He's got uh, vision. Uh, he's got unbelievable range of passing. He is just phenomenal. So him and Maeda were the two standouts today, no question. Um, mm -hmm. I think this game's basically over as a competition at this point. Um, nine, nine goals, nine goals. Um, yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what I'm thinking, John? I'm thinking of that famous cup final when um, we played Hibs, Dixie Dean scored a hat-trick, we beat Hibs 6-3. Who was the Hibs player? Was it Harper scored a hat-trick? And was on the losing side. Um, Maeda, Maeda's going to be that boy tonight. Who was that Hibs player? Somebody in the comments will be able to tell me. I'm, I'm going to say it was Harper. He scores a hat trick in Celtic, beat him 6 3, and he's a hat trick uh, in a cup final when he's getting hammered. Um, Maeda will be feeling a wee bit like that tonight. Listen, there's a wee bit of this. We've obviously uh, gone way off the boil since we've made these substitutions. It, it's not uh -huh. looked as competitive. Um, and again, that's that tells its own story. We're all at sea at the back. When you when you see your defence facing your own goal and, and you know your opposition's on the attack, that's when you know you're in trouble, Patrick. And that's really been the state of play for the last 15, 20 minutes here. 
Yeah, it's, it's went downhill rather quickly. Uh, in the second half, obviously, you know, we're making a lot of changes. It's our sort of first, uh, I was going to say competitive game, but first sort of proper friendly. You know, you had the two bounce games against uh, Portum and NC, but, you know, we're still getting into the swing of things. And, you know, I was watching just before I came in, you know, you don't like to lose any sort of game, whether it be a friendly, qualifier, league game, women's game, under-18s game. You, you like to see Celtic win and, you obviously you're not as passionate about friendly games, but you know when it becomes six three, um, someone's saying in the comments it's six four. I don't know how true that is, but um, not cause for concern by any means. But it's it's uh, not ideal. Um, I mean, if you look at it, you could look at it one way and say, you know, we lost six two to West Ham two years ago and had a pretty good season, so we're actually getting better. Um, That's a but... game that was coming to my mind, Patrick, <laughs> because uh, I remember cause... watching that game and thinking the ball was burst. I remember watching that game and thinking we were done. Um, and I'm not feeling like that today. Whether or not we score the fourth goal, oh. obviously. We're all watching this at different times. <laughs> Somebody just scored, right? <laughs> John. Uh, Turnbull, absolute peach. What a peach that was. Right, that, that's Smashed interesting. Smashed out at the back of the net. That's interesting, that's a, right? That's about a 30-yard so, screamer there. So if I had 10 goals, you know, this is like yeah. WWF, man. This is this is a different game of football oh. entirely. Right, I'm just getting the goal now. So let's have a look. It's um, it's a clearance and it's quite... Surely he doesn't score for this distance. He does. Aye, 91 he, minutes. He, he bends it like, yeah. Not like Beckham, but... Uh... <laughs> He bends like a rat back. <laughs> Patrick's thinking along the same lines as me. We're watching this supposedly live right. on Celtic TV, but I think everybody's got different times, <laughs> uh, different time zones and everything That's else. But I'll tell you something, John, you know, and it's something that we will talk about post-match. Um, I have been talking about some of the comments that Brennan made around trimming the squad. And um, I, I had a look at the squad, the size of it, the bloated nature of it. And one of the names that was on my list of players that was to to leave the club was the guy that's just scored the goal. And I'm just seeing it now. And it was tremendous because that is what David Turnbull does. That That is the type of um, thing that he can do. And he has done since he came to the club. Patrick, I'm going to throw this one to yourself. We're going to open up with David Turnbull because it's the, um, the latest bit of action that I certainly have seen. Um, he's on my list of players who will leave the building this pre-season. Do you agree or disagree and why? Towards the end of last season, I thought he was, you know, sure to go. You know, he was so far down the pecking order in that midfield three. Obviously, McGregor, you know, it always starts when he's fit. Um, Hatati almost always starts when he's fit. So there's only really one place. And, you know, Matt O'Reilly and Aaron Moy were fighting out last season. And he sort of struggled to see where Turnbull fit into the team because he's not the quickest, he's not the most athletic. And he struggled with Angie's system, really, um, despite the, the six-month start where he played every single game or started every single game. He struggled to fit into the system. But now that Angie's actually left and we've got Rodgers and there's a, 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 not as much running, not as much pressing, certainly. I'm sure that will still be there. But, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot more cute passing in Rodgers' uh, system. And... You know he's a he's a fantastic footballer with the ball at his feet. So with this the change in manager in mind, I could possibly see him sticking around. Uh, not a guarantee. I thought he was certain to to leave if Ange was to stay. But now that you know everything's sort of up in the air, I think you know he, he could stay if he's if he's had a chat with Brendan and Brendan sees him and his plans. Then I think he could get another season out of him. Maybe it's funny how what a game of football can change things, John. And, uh, and by the way, I'm not changing my mind on the Celtic strip and I'm not yet changing my mind on David Turnbull. He was part of a blog that was on the the, um, the site last night. He was one name of 10. John, we'd all disagree. If I got you to write 10 names, it'd be different from mine. They'd be different from Patrick's. In fact, it's something we might do next week. But um, he was one of the players, but he's just reminded us again of what he can do. Um, last season was a disappointing one on a personal level for him, game time wise. But yeah, you do have that with Brendan Rodgers. You've got that ability for him to revitalise a player. Do you think Turnbull is that player? Yeah, quite possibly. But we actually, uh, I don't think we did disagree because a few weeks ago we went through that squad uh, and it was uh, stay, go or meh. Mm, that's right. We were all, I think we were all. Uh, uh, and I, I can't remember what it was. I can't remember when it was stay go or May, but I don't remember disagreeing on it. Um, <clears throat> look, I mean, we even discussed it last week, as I said before. 
I have a real issue with losing Turnbull just as much as he's clearly a tremendous talent. Uh, and if he's not good for us, he's going to be absolutely brilliant for someone else. So I, I think it's more to do with, uh, as Patrick said, it's going to be a change in style, uh, potentially a less manic uh, way of playing. Uh, and he is uh, a more studied player, uh, and he, but he's technically tremendously gifted. He gives you goals from midfield, as he's just proved there. He's got a fantastic range of passing. Uh, when he was dropping deep there, you know, you could see him once Atati's off taking over the role that Atati had, you know, of spraying the ball around uh, so and trying to dictate the play. Uh, so... You know, could he be revitalised? He, he definitely could be, but the problem is going to, you know, if it's true, as we've been told it is, that uh, we're looking for two pretty high-level midfielders, uh, then uh, you'll, you'll have to go. Uh, but the other thing we said next week is, I mean, that, that these are all the games he's got, so if he doesn't impress now, that he either has to sign a new contract or he's gone. Mm-hmm. Because we'll have to get rid of him. It's not. It's not a matter of where we want to keep him. We'll have to get rid of him. You yeah. know, because we, we we need to make some money. So um, you, we can't let him run down his contract. That's just not acceptable. So uh, you know, we 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 need to. A decision needs to be made one way or another. Mm-hmm. But I, th- I think I think you know the thing that we've learned tonight is uh, again our problems lie elsewhere than the midfield. Um, Absolutely. So, you know, if you look at the, I was just writing that down there. If you look, pretty much everybody said uh, goalkeeper, left back, centre back in terms of who you wanted to bring in. They were sort of three of the four, mm-hmm. and that's uh, so the goalkeeper gave away a goal, centre back uh, gave away a goal, left back gave away a goal. Uh, so, did we learn anything we didn't know? You're right, John. You're you right. know, because uh, you know those were those were three of the four that we, we sort of said as well. Absolutely. So, you know, the, the thing with Starfield, yeah. The thing with Starfield, John, he was he was absolutely to blame because he's lost possession for the first for his first indiscretion, but you could also levy some blame at him for the fact that he's the guy in defence that should be leading that defence out. And in the commentary team, Peter Grant said they came out in dribs and drabs. They did. When you watch it, very hesitant. You need to get out. You need to clear your lines. It's like a basic part of playing a, a kind of high, a, you know, a higher line. You're getting pinned back if you don't do that. And albeit the midfielder, uh, the run wasn't tracked, and that's something you've got to look at. Um, the, the first issue was the fact that Staffelt didn't have his defence out, and he's the man that should be organising it. So you're you're dead right. He's something. He's a player that we have identified, and I, I'm thinking I was going back to the last Champions League campaign under Brendan four years ago, right? And it was one of the campaigns that the one that got away. You remember the Boyata um, saga and everything else that happened there, and we were very slow to get players in. Um, in time, it was almost we, we used to do this thing where we'll just see if we can get through that qualifier with, with what we've got, and then we might strengthen it. Um, and we tried to do that to a degree, uh, you know. And we'd already sold Stuart Armstrong. We were later to sell Dembele, but w- who we eventually brought in was Big Philip Benkovic. Now, by the way, I'm at no point suggesting that we go and get him a player like that, a big imposing centre half of a player. Now. Benkovic came in, and until his injury, Patrick, you'll remember this, I think you were going to away ties and everything in Europe at this point, Benkovic was a player that we were considering purchasing, and had we purchased him at that time, we would have probably broken a transfer record. You know, that's how highly he was valued. I think Leicester had signed him for 12 or 14 million quid from Croatia Zagreb, I believe. I'd need to check the team he played for in Croatia. And he was a very high-rated player. It turns out his knees were made of China and, it, and you know, he couldn't go into a tackle. He was always injured. He's barely kicked a ball, actually, since leaving Celtic. Um, but that's the type of player I think we need to partner Carter Vickers. We need a leader. We need somebody who's strong, physical, but also can play out from the back. Because Benkovic had all of that, didn't he? Yeah, he was a phenomenal player. And it's, it's quite sad that we only managed to get about four months out of him. You know, he came yeah. in... And he's like the last hour of the window. Um, comes in, I think it was Rosenberger, maybe was one of his first games. Um, and he's 
he's he's the standout centre half until Christmas. He, you know, we go to the we end up going to Ibrooks and I think he comes off after about half an hour and never plays for Celtic again. Um, you know, Lenny obviously came in late February that season and didn't really play any lone players. He was sort of more focusing on who he, who he would have the following yeah. season. So it was a combination of injury and managerial change. But Benkovic was a, a phenomenal player. And you're right, you know, the, the four months that he was playing, we were talking about, you know, we really should be signing this guy because this, this guy's immense. It was, a, it was a bit like Carter Vickers um, mm-hmm. just, over a season, just over a season ago where everyone was in agreement. The guy's too good not to sign. Um, so I, I think you're right. I think we do need um, a guy like that. And threat for my goal as well, uh, Benkovic, which, you know, I think Starfield scored two last season. Very, very tall player. Gets to a lot of defensive headers, but seems to struggle at the other end of the pitch. He actually gets his head in a lot of balls, but struggles to find the net. Um, so I think, you know, obviously today has shown and uh, the last couple of seasons have shown, you know, in an ideal world, you get a ball playing left-footed centre-half who's really tall, really quick and really strong. Um, obviously, the level we operate at, you can't really get them. Uh, so you need to sort of try and make, make do with what you've got. So, you know, if we get another Carter Vickers or someone of that ilk, I'd be uh, more than happy. And I think, you know, if if the rumours are true, we're going to spend tens of millions and Brendan's here to lead us to European glory. I think it's, it's the sort of signing that we probably need to be making. Yeah, and this is the thing, John, because we've gone into the game and we, we spoke about it before, so it's not as w- with hindsight. And we knew that that defence was pretty fractured, so we do need to strengthen. There's no doubt about it. Um, but what I wanted to do, you know, prior to the absolute um, disaster that that became there, you know, losing six goals when we were 3-2 up, <laughs> we ended up being 6-3 down and we've pulled a... Uh, a consolation back. I wanted to talk about the Awata performance and Kobayashi's performance, John, because, you know, particularly Kobayashi is a player that I think a lot of people had already written off because of the uh, issues against, particularly against Rangers last season that we spoke about. The fact that we don't know if he's got the, the physical attributes that you might need or you definitely do need, not only to, to uh, survive in Scotland, but certainly at the top, top level. He looked a bit lightweight for a guy who's got He's got the stature, but he just looks a bit lightweight. I thought he was doing okay today until he got injured. I thought he, you know, he fitted in uh, pretty comfortably uh, under the circumstances, as did Awata. But they do look like backups, don't they? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yeah, well, you know, not to put too fine a point on it, but Kobayashi, uh, yeah, he did look okay, but these games, are, if he doesn't look okay in these games, he might as well pack his bags because these are not games that I'm going to test him. You know, not for his weaknesses. So uh, th- this isn't where he is going to be exposed. He's going to be exposed against bigger, more aggressive, more direct players, uh, which he has been. So we need to see that he's uh, he's worked on that. That's what we need to see. These games should be a canter for him. This is perfectly suited to his style of playing football. Um, so I don't think we really learn anything from that. Uh, I think uh, Awata... Uh, was okay to an extent. Uh, he, he certainly looks like someone who hasn't been playing fullback, and every time he got forwards, which he did, I mean, he ran hard uh, and he put in it, I put a shift in, and he was trying to overlap as best as he, he could. But when he got in the overlap, you know, he doesn't have a ball. He doesn't, he, you know, he's not getting to the byline and crossing. He's not getting to the byline at all. You know, it's basically. He stops in the middle of the box and tries to play a square ball 
uh, to whoever's in space or a cutback. Mm. Uh, so that's okay once or twice, but then that becomes very predictable. You know, if you know he's not going past you, if you know he doesn't offer a threat in that regard, uh, then you just set up the block. And, you know, so he is capable of standing in defensively, I think, um, needed. But clearly, the gap between him and the likes of Johnson, and no harm to him, but I'd say uh, at Ralston as well, uh, was fairly significant. Um, I, I think I was far more concerned about another fullback today. Uh, I, I thought Greg Taylor uh, was really poor um, for the most part. Um, so, you know, that that's a concern. He looked off the pace. Uh, so I know it's the first game and a lot of them should have looked off the pace, but the other boys didn't look off the pace. And the other boys uh, looked as if they were at it. I was actually very pleased with uh, the overall sort of energy in their performance at this stage in the season. Uh, I thought we looked pretty good mm. from that point of view. Um, you know, so we were competitive. We were in there. You know, we were throwing goals away. You know, as if you know we were given presents out at Christmas. It was it was really it was ridiculous. You know, but the rest of the play, you know, we had good energy. We had some really good play. Obviously, Maeda was played an absolute blinder, absolute blinder. Uh, and he still did his Maeda thing, mm-hmm. like snatching it, you know, <laughs> you know, an unbelievably good chance, and he just snatches at it, basically misses it. And that's the Maeda we all know. Um, you know, so, but the rest of his play was sensational. Uh, so that was a good thing. Hatati was a good thing. Um, the the defence was just, it was it was not good today. There was so many problems there. Um, I, I, I do think we have, you know, because we're not just talking about this game. So let's let's assume you know our best defense of last season mm-hmm. and our best best defense of last season wasn't good enough at the level that we want to be playing at. You know, trying to step up a level in Europe, and we are nowhere near our best defense from last season at this point. Um, you know, so we have got. A lot of work to do, I think, on the defence um, heading into uh, Europe. Uh, and, you know, we, we play uh, the derby uh, quite early in the season as well. Uh, and they're obviously going to target us physically. It's very, very clear that's what they're doing with a team full of hammer throwers. Um, so it's basically, it's, a, it's about us... You know, our fate is in our own hands. We have the money, we have the resources... Uh, we have the the scouting uh, capabilities. We know what we're at, uh, and you know I know there are issues. There are always issues in the transfer market. I have it from someone who's well placed, uh, source from the club uh, knows that there was a we'd made a, an approach for an Arsenal keeper, uh, and the deal was done basically. So they agreed that the boy was too good to. Uh, be on the bench uh, and he wanted to come Celtic wanted to sign him uh, then Arsenal, Arsenal started playing silly buggers with the contract and wanted to put um, a, 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 basically a buyback clause in the contract for a fixed fee mm-hmm. so we can't do that I mean that's a terrible idea anyway but we can't do that You know, we're a player trading club so if we're buying a boy for you know, X number of millions uh, there's no way we can say to somebody, I will definitely let you buy them back for, you know, another couple of million and, you know, a, a few years' time when he could be the best player in the country. You know, so terrible. But that's the kind of thing that happens. So we had to walk away from that deal. That'll be happening all over the place at the moment. There'll be deals we are walking away from. Some of them will hear about, some of them will won't. Um, and so essentially... You know, we know, I think, very clearly where we have to strengthen. And if we don't, you know, there's no way that Brendan's looking at that game there today and not seeing from the weaknesses in that team are, you know, as well as the strengths. So it wasn't it wasn't all bad news, but, you know, the, the bad news seemed to be concentrated in one area, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. No, you're, you're really, you know, you're hitting the spot there because I think at half time, when you looked at that, we started off and focused on all the positives. And we are going to speak about it for anybody in the comments who are wondering. But that second half was just a capitulation. Um, yeah. And, you know, you, you think about that defence or being in a situation where you've got to play someone 
in an unfavoured position, i.e. Iwata. You've got to play Kobayashi at centre-half. Um, Staffelt and Taylor and, and Hart don't st- stand up. If that happens in Europe, you will be absolutely mauled. And it doesn't matter how creative your players are up top or how um, improved your midfielders are, i.e. I thought O'Reilly played really well today as well as Hattati. Um It doesn't matter because if you don't have the back gate locked up, you're not going to win games now. Sof uh, comes in to say that, yes, it was Joe Harper who scored the three goals. He is today's Maeda. Um, we need to talk about Maeda. We need to talk about that. Uh, Corvo in UFC. Newcastle fan Turnbull is going to cook under Rodgers. Well, before today, I made it. It's out there. It's on the blog. I can't change my mind. I thought he was going to leave the club. So we'll see how that goes. It's all about opinions. I think the one thing you do have to mention, though, Paul, is it, and it's fair play, uh, is uh, the, in terms of conditioning, uh, what a test that must have been. I, that, I mean, I was sweating just looking at those boys. Uh, you know, was it, was it 28 degrees? I mean, the sweat was lashing off them from the first 25 minutes. You couldn't see hardly. Uh, so, you know, let, let's be clear on how big a test that was. And that was another reason to be really pleased with how we went initially. Uh, you know, up till at least just before the 60 minutes and, uh, you know, losing that last, the, the, when we still had the, the decent team on, as it were. Uh, so, you know, it, it's it's a hell of a test of conditioning at this stage in the season. We'll have done us uh, a lot of good, hopefully. Um, and But obviously, you know, as you say, it was, a, it was a capitulation, but it was almost, it was a new team that came on, so... Um, you know, it, it was entirely there was no bedding in. They'll not have played together before like that. They've just been thrown on. So, uh, I actually thought he would, he might have gone a bit longer even, uh, and just given them you know close to ninety minutes and then played an entirely different team on Saturday. And I think he will play an entirely different team on Saturday. Uh, so we'll see how they get on. Uh, yeah. But I reckon it could be like Welsh and scales in the centre and you know that sort of thing. So we'll see. We'll see where we end up, but um, yeah, no, twenty-eight degrees. You've got to give the boys credit; they they didn't fall off uh, physically in, uh, until towards the end, when it was, uh, as I say, it was a different set of players. Yeah, definitely. And and you know, six four. I'm not sitting here as concerned and as uh, Noleg McRaymond um, has said here. No need to panic. When we got beat six two off West Ham, and uh, Ange Postecoglou's first preseason. I thought we were in deep, deep trouble. I really did. I thought, wow, we are so far off it. And not just that, there's so many players that need to come in to make it right. I don't feel like that. I know that we need to start rebuilding that defence. Patrick, some people might say, listen, that's the best defence in Scotland for two years. And it is. The facts will show you that. We've just won five out of six trophies. It's not all doom and gloom. But the minute you lose a couple, then you start to see the frailties, don't you? And I'm going to bring it up because when we discussed it, I think it was two weeks ago, some people in the comments are saying, why are you discussing this? This is just red top nonsense. It's speculation. It's gossip. But last week, Brendan Rogers was talking about Kieran Tierney. And Kieran Tierney is a different beast of a player than what we have currently. Um, I'm not into short-termism, I've got to say, and I hope we're not in a position, Patrick, where we have no other option than to do uh, something like that and bringing a, a player on loan. I'd much rather we stuck to our strategy, as John said before, even if it means you close the door on a deal for a player who would have been a good addition to the squad. Um, but it was interesting that Brendan did bring it up, did speak about it and says, never say never. Yeah, when when managers don't entirely rule it out or refuse to comment, you, you do sort of wonder. Um, you know, quite often managers will won't comment on other teams' players and usually that means there's there's next to nothing in it. But the fact that he's willing to comment, you know, maybe it's because he's worked with them before. Maybe it's because there's something to it. I don't know. But um yeah, he, he certainly sort of he, he spoke about it for a good minute or two in the press conference. And you know, it's obviously we know the quality the player has, but it's it's not one that I'm overly keen on. I'd rather try and sign a player permanently. I mean you're talking about someone who I think he's 25 or 26. I want to say he's 25. Um, he's got injury problems. He, he doesn't start. I don't think he's ever started. I'm not sure of the stats, but he certainly didn't start a hell of a lot of games for Arsenal last season. Um, we know he's not going to sign permanently after the year. So already you've got a bit of an issue there. Even if he was to sign permanently, you're talking about a high fee, high wages, 26, 27 year old. So um, no matter which way you look at it, it's pretty short term. 
obviously, you know, you've got the quality. If he can stay fit, he's a phenomenal player. But, you know, it's a big if. And in a way, it reminds me of Aaron Ramsey 18 months ago. You know, yeah. obviously, Aaron Ramsey's a quality player. But you're shelling out a lot of money for a guy who's quite in, he's, he's injured quite a lot. So it is a bit of a lottery for the amount of money that you're paying. Um, so it wouldn't be my first choice. But if we get to, you know, five, six days before the window shuts and we've still not signed anyone and Taylor still looks a bit wobbly, then it's probably something I would I would explore, actually, because Taylor is one of these he's, these players um, I'd put him in the same camp as, you know, Ralston and Maeda. Um, Maeda's probably answered the question today of how can these players perform for Celtic without Ange? Because they definitely played arguably their only good football for Celtic under Ange. Um, and I, I, I sort of feared for Maeda because I thought, you know, he's he's a very unique player. He does a certain type of job. Um, and when he's not doing that job, he's pretty poor. Uh, so I did I did worry for him. Ralston was quite poor towards the end of the season. Uh, Taylor, I thought, dropped off a bit as well. But, you know, if I, I'd rather we didn't think short term because I feel as if that's what happened towards the end of Rodgers' first reign. Um, mm-hmm. Especially in that that third season, it was incredible how on, how unorganised we were. Um, but as I say, if it's five six games to go, we want to make progress in Europe. We want to have the best possible team. Um, it's maybe something I would explore. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I do agree with that because I don't want us to be in a situation where we um, don't have any other options. And I think that you know the recruitment that we have seen in the last two seasons would suggest that there are going to be plenty of options. It's maybe one of the signings that Rodgers has brought to the table himself, in actual fact, when you think about it, because uh, it's not really going to fit the model of what we've been doing over the last two campaigns. Um, just interestingly, I thought I'd check this while you were talking about him. In his last season at Celtic, Patrick, uh, Kiernan played 3,429 minutes of football, and he has averaged 2,000 minutes of football uh, for Arsenal in the four seasons since leaving Celtic. So there have been issues. I was um, talking to John before the game about just the lack of game time. A player like James McCarthy's had since he came to the club. Uh, it's been a, a really um, expensive error to bring him to Celtic and he's still got three years left on his contract. Um, now, I get it. I never want to lose six goals no matter what level Celtic are playing. Uh, six isn't good enough, but I'm not... Um, going to throw the baby out with the bathwater, as it were, because there was lots of good stuff in there as well. Um, Dyson Maeda, since he's come to the club, we've known him as being this player who's like a, a, a pocket rocket. You know, he never stops. I don't know what miles he runs per game, but it's probably the most in the Scottish League by a distance. He's unbelievable. The speed, the, the hard work, that whole thing. Um, and we've always gone on about the fact that there's sometimes a lack of a clinical edge, John. We've seen it against Real Madrid, you know, where the floodlights got in his eyes uh, in the second half. There's been occasions throughout his time at Celtic where you're like, where's that clinical edge? If he could add that to his game, it would take him to another level. Some of us questioned the fact that he was picked for Japan and the unbelievable talents of Kyo and Hatati were not. But then we've seen a different side to him today, John. We've seen a completely different side to Maeda. But you have to factor into the, uh, the, the conversation that we had space. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Do you know what I mean? And what he's great at is finishing off a move. Because he will always get in the end of it because he never stops running. Mm-hmm. So he was in the end of all those moves today. Uh, the one thing he did that was very impressive and instinctive was trying to chip the keeper from 40 yards. Uh, that's not a part of his game I've seen before. Uh, so that was new. But he did, he was on the end of some good moves, but those moves involved us involved us having space that we rarely have, uh, certainly domestically. So that's why Abada looked good today as well. You you give these guys space and they will blow you away. Uh, so, you know, yeah, you, you put a ball behind the defence and they will absolutely destroy you. Uh, we rarely get the, the luxury of that domestically. Uh, so, uh, and usually in, in Europe, we're too busy at the other end of the park to worry about it. <laughs> um, but 
you know, you, you do have to factor in the type of game it was and the type of game that we normally play in. Um, so is he the man uh, to, to finish a move? Yeah, I'd say a lot of the time he would be, despite he's obviously uh, his, his one squaff. The rest of his game was absolutely tremendous. Mm-hmm. Tremendous. And, you know, and if he makes one mishit in a game, um, that's grand if he scores another three. You know, that's that, that'll do. You know, we can live with that. Um, but, you know, his, his, uh, I mean, it's all been said before, his energy is running, but I mean, he was so dynamic uh, there tonight. And I, I think made a great case to Brendan Rodgers, uh, sort of slightly worryingly that, um, you know, we, maybe we don't need another centre-half because uh, I, I, I think we do. But I think the way he's played there tonight might mean Brendan Rodgers is you know, sort of backs off because he'll be thinking we have uh, we have three guys in place. So that that could be interesting and in, in, in whether we continue to pursue that. Uh, but if that's the case, then we're desperately short of wingers all yeah. of a sudden, mm-hmm. you know. So, it's you know, it's interesting to see what impact that's going to have on uh, Brendan's thought process. Yeah, all of a sudden, like you say, um, going from a position where I felt we were well covered in that position um, to thinking to yourself, do we need um, more wingers? By the way, we have been in the market for wingers as well. And, um, you know, I meant to ask I meant to ask Jared about uh, Tilio when he was on at halftime because he's a big fan of Tilio and he obviously can play out wide as well. So there's there's loads of things to be positive about. I'm not getting too concerned about that, but we do need to uh, knuckle down can to I, the positives I, and the negatives. Can I ask you a question then? Um, when players that we'd sort of been discussing beforehand and we discussed them last week, uh, wondering how you both felt about how Haksabanovich did? Okay. Aye, that's a good question, John, because he's a player who I, I thought there was a group of players that came in last season and it was all about bedding them in and this season they could do really well under Brendan Rodgers. And I thought he was one of them. I thought, oh, could be one of the guys. Johnson's already one of those guys. Um, and I thought Awata was the fourth one. Uh, but I did think that Haksabanovich, this is the season for him to shine. Um, and I saw nothing today to suggest that that's going to happen. And that, that's really disappointing because he, he does have the attributes. He does have the ability are we playing him in the wrong position? I'm not sure, but I don't see enough at all from Haksabanovich to suggest he's going to be this player that he sometimes promises to be, Patrick. I don't know if you agree with that. No, I totally agree. Um, I've been quite disappointed with Haksabanovich. Um, he was, I think he was coming on to a game uh, before the World Cup uh, in November. I think he actually won Player of the Month for November in the SPFL. Yeah. Yep. Um, I think we only played two or three games, but um, scored a couple of goals. Ever since the World Cup, though, um, you know, you could say he's not a devil in the team, but any time he's been in the team, he's been he's done next to nothing to impact any of the games. I think he's quite a slow guy for a winger. I don't think he's the quickest. Um, you know, he's, he's got you know bags of skill, but if you can't if you can't go by a player, you know, it doesn't doesn't really help you. Um, I think I think it'd be interesting to see him in the middle of the park. Um, I'm, I'm unsure as to why we've not tried that yet because I think it would suit him more. Obviously, we've got a play through our midfielders um, who are all vying for places, but um, I think that would that would suit him more because of his lack of pace. Um, I think it, it it is sort of now or never. I know he's only been at the club for a year, but in that year he's he's not really done much apart from a couple of weeks of form. Uh, aye, it's it's he's not someone that I'd be shouting about to get into the team. You know. This really is his time to shine. With Jota leaving two weeks ago, um, he seems like the natural successor. But you know, he's done nothing to merit that place. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's it's annoying, isn't it? It's very annoying. Yeah, I think I think we all wanted to to see him do well, uh, and it's really disappointing because uh, just watching him today, there's just too much that he does that doesn't come off, mm-hmm. um, and. You know, too many of his better passes are, are, are going backwards or sideways. They are, they are not, as they would call them in the game, pack passes and the, the old stats thing. He's not beating anyone or taking anyone out of the game. Uh, he's not taking anyone out of the game with his pace. Um, I, you know, we, we've always said that he, he profiles as a number 10. 
but we don't play that system. It doesn't look like we're going to play that system either. Uh, and the guys that are already up there, like, you know, your Hitatis and O'Reilly's, are far more athletic and offer far more to the team. So unless we, you know, basically don't play a front three, uh, you know, and withdraw the 10 more towards the midfield and we play with a front two, I don't think there's any sign we're going to do that because a lot of our better players are in those positions. Um, but there's just, you can see what he's trying to do a lot of the time and it's just not happening for him. Uh, and there's too much of that. Uh, and it, So that's why he doesn't have an impact in the game. And the problem then is he gives us, especially if you're relying on him for games in Europe, you know, we, if we lose position, uh, sorry, if we lose possession mm-hmm. in those areas of the field, if we give a possession away cheaply, we will be exposed time and time and time again. You know, you, you need your... You need guys who are there. They either need to be putting the, they either need to be putting the defence on the back foot so that it's more difficult for them to counter attack, uh, even if they do lose the ball, uh, or you know they need to be uh, getting past the defence. But what we can't do is him just playing in front of the defence and running across the defence, which he did uh, a couple of times as well. You see what he's trying to do. He's looking for the opening and all that sort of thing. But again. That, that can be fairly easy for a decent defence to, to try and uh, protect against. So there's just, I'm just a bit disappointed, to be honest, because, you know, as you say, I mean, I, I, I loved the guy when he came in. I thought he was going to be absolutely scorchingly good. And I, I really hope, because uh, I'm not sure we would get rid of him at this stage. Um, again, maybe he's got more utility and, uh, and Brendan needs that for the squad, but, you know, because Brendan will be looking at the same thing, probably thinking this guy's really talented. Mm. This guy's tremendously talented. But then you, know, the you, go through, you go through a few games and then it's just like, he just hasn't done anything. Mm-hmm. You know, no. so uh, anyway, it's a bit disappointing. But um, look, there was other, there was other better performances. Uh, and as for the the, the, the Tierney thing, uh, you cursed that immediately there, Patrick, by lining him up with Ramsey. You know, that, that's him. In my, in my head now, You've just ruined that entire possibility <laughs> of a transfer. I say, oh my God, um, what a win that is to, to give them. <laughs> I know, I know. Listen, like you were saying, John, yeah, there, there's been positives in there as well, but Haksabanovic, and I'm not just pinpointing players for the sake of it, he, just, he was underwhelming today. I think he's become a bit predictable. Like, uh, Robert Ingram brings that up as well. He's become all too predictable. He's lost his invention. Well, hopefully, um, you know, being coached and mentored by Brendan Rodgers will improve his game. But Celtic have been said to be in, interested in a player called Ferreira. He's a Brazilian who plays currently for Gremio. I said earlier wrongly that he plays through the centre. He's more of a winger. He can play left and right. And that's the type of player we can bring in and it fills a couple of... Uh, positions and it for you know it, for me there's a couple of issues there on both wings and if you bring somebody in that can play both wings like Ferreira then you know that's what interests me somebody who's adaptable we talked about that lack of versatility and adaptability of some players uh, previously and, and they've been they've been sold John if you're telling me second name is Roche we are all over it the only concern is I think the last player we signed from Gremio was a certain Raphael Shite and um, by the way by the way uh, there's there's all these things about the fact we didn't watch him and all that we, we relied on videotape well Celtic went out three times to Brazil to watch Raphael and in the Gremio side was a young kid who was you know, tearing it up, and his name is Ronaldinho, right? And his transfer, I think it was 12 or 18 months later, was less than the money we paid for Raphael. So, whoever done the scouting mission, oh. hopefully, no longer works for the club. But because uh, I think Ronaldinho did okay, didn't he? Whereas, oh, yeah, well, he's, he's, one of the greatest players to ever play the game, Ronaldinho, mm-hmm. it, was, it was just sensational, absolutely sensational. But look, you know. Positive news, we did get Raphael Shite. So, you know, it's, it's swings and roundabouts, isn't it? <laughs> it's a cautionary tale, indeed. Um, listen, it wasn't meant to be negative. We did get defeated 6-4, but I'm going to leave you with a positive. Um, and Kenny67 brings him up, and I think you've listed him pretty well, Kenny. Abada and Atati were very good today. Maeda scores his 
hat-trick outstanding first half. Couldn't, he could have had five goals, absolutely, but impressed with yeah. his all-round play. And yeah, it is important, Kenny, to, to note that we did give some of the young boys a run out as well. Kelly and Summers came on and got some game time. It's important for them because, you know, there has been occasions in the past where Brendan has introduced his own laddie for a runabout in a friendly game. And thankfully, we didn't see any of that today. Listen, guys, sorry it took me about 15 minutes to get you on the stream um, I was at that stage where I was looking about for bottles of water and all that because I was talking so much. So thanks for coming and saving me. Um, Twelve to 1,300 strong on the live stream. Thanks, everybody, for getting involved. We really appreciate your support. Give us a thumbs up on the YouTube. Subscribe to the channel if you want to comment. And if you want to come along and see another beer, uh, this time it's Roy Aiken, then the ticket link is underneath this video. A couple of weeks to go. Some tickets available. Really looking forward to Roy Aiken live with a Celtic State of Mind in Glasgow. Gentlemen, Next week, um, there'll be loads more to talk about. There'll be some more games to talk about, and I'm pretty sure a couple of ins and outs um, to talk about, I mean, in a transfer sense. So thank you all for getting involved in the comments section. Thank you to John Hughes and Patrick McGill for joining me on a Celtic State of Mind. Network. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press one. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press two. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over a hundred social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today. At LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.